the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Now, your host, Philip Naiman. Shoot him! Shoot him! No. What do you mean you don't know? It's fire. At the first time? The gun belongs to Dr. Hawthorne. You exchanged weapons. You went into battle with an unproven rifle. They got an expression, prize fighting. Everybody's got a plan until they've been hit. Well, my friend, you've just been hit getting up. That's up to you. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and I want to reach out to our families out here in in the Inland Empire in Southern California and those of us who have been affected by this terrorist act that occurred on our soil. We've just been hit. You know, the getting up, that's up to us. I want to reach out to the victims, the people who have been seriously injured, the families of those who have been taken from us, taken too soon by this act of violent extremist terrorism. Well, it's terrorism. All terrorism is extreme by its own nature. Uh, these are criminal, cowardly SOBs who are uh, pushing up daisies as we speak, and there's not a better place for them than that. So, uh, But those innocent families, people, 14 families at least, their Christmases are changed forever by the acts of these people, and I am so sorry that this happened. And it happened here in our town, just uh, two miles from where I'm sitting right now recording this. So for those folks, you know, we pray to God for, for the healing of those who have been wounded and for the grieving of the families who have been affected by the loss of life in this. Of these cowardly, cowardly SOBs. Um, they couldn't have died soon enough. Um, I also want to reach out and, and uh, honor those who stepped up. There was a battle on our streets this week. I want to honor the San Bernardino PD SWAT team. Those guys got in there immediately. They charged into danger. They, they stepped up. They did all their training. They threw every personal feeling out the door. They fought valiantly. And it wasn't just San Bernardino PD. I guess there was uh, seven other units that were involved or seven other forces that were involved in the final shootout great leadership great teamwork courage and danger you know uh, the redlands pd their swat team had to go into an unknown bomb making factory in the city of redlands redlands this little little itty bitty emerald of the ie uh had these jihadi bomb makers in it hmm who knew um i guess those who were paying attention knew but they served they served a uh a search warrant there they found 12 pipe bombs we understand now uh, plus an entire factory for making more IEDs they found pipe bombs strapped to remote control cars 
I mean, I saw that in a movie. But these guys actually had these things. Who knows what they were actually planning for it besides evil. And that's what they are is evil. Redlands PD, awesome professionalism and courage on your part. All law enforcement involved in this, we just want to thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, joining me here on this show today, I have Mike Slee from U.S. Warfighters, uswarfighters.com. I also have Doug Martin. Doug Martin is a Southern California SWAT trainer. He's a, he trains first responders. He is a trainer for the Surefire Institute on Defensive Tactics. And Doug, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, I wanted to get your take real quick as a, uh, as a trainer, as, as a SWAT leader. What went on here yesterday or Wednesday this week? Well, it was clearly an active shooter event. That's what we call in law enforcement an active shooter event. You know, whether it was uh, motivated by by workplace violence or terrorism, I think that's starting to become very apparent, and the investigation will lead us to that conclusion. But the immediate response by the uh, by the law enforcement was amazing. Um, exactly what we train our law enforcement officers to do: uh, run, run to the sound of gunfire. Um, they got to the location and secured victims, and were able to work under very difficult circumstances to effect some rescues after the suspects had already left and fled the scene. Um, and then we have also saw what happened when they followed up an investigative lead and they were able to track the suspects to a house in Redlands, and then we all saw on TV the pursuit and the end of that. Uh, and then the officers, you know, watching those tactics live on TV yesterday, I'm, I'm watching what they're doing and the equipment that they're using, and just an outstanding, outstanding job on the SWAT, on the SWAT officers' part, on all the officers' part uh, yesterday. Yeah, I know I know a, a few of the guys on San Bernardino SWAT team, and they take their training serious. They are a very underfunded, undermanned unit here in San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Um, this city has had, you know, 40 years of bad management, so it's bankrupt. And, and we've watched the uh, police force being just stripped, you know, stripped of assets, stripped of people. Uh, they're underfunded. They are always running behind because there's not enough units on the street because the city was so poorly managed they can't afford police force and but those guys who are involved on that they take it personal they do their own training you know they're 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 shooters and uh, they're they're combat fighters and they stepped it up and they brought the fight to the bad guys and it ended exactly the way it should have um just wish it would have happened sooner but that's just the way it happened uh they did that they, and i think you're right the professionalism that they brought out was apparent for everybody to see and just hats off to them they did an awesome job and i know several of them they're great people they're defending their families out there yeah. the uh, amazing thing is doug you brought up a great point moving to the sound of gunfire you know everyone talks about firemen doing the same thing charging into a burning building when everyone's trying to exit it you know, you you can't train that. You know, people talk about you'll you'll you know you'll perform as you train, and they just announced this morning they had over 300 officers respond to this. And the amazing part is, there was probably 50 to 100 there within minutes, and they knew that this was real. Even though they trained every 30 days for an active shooter in that immediate area in those different buildings, they knew this was the balloon had gone up. This one was real, and. Without hesitation, you saw the cell phones on the news of them watching the approaching officers. They were moving into an active shooter where the active shooter is has all the positions of uh, strength that they're moving into uh, a barricade or moving into where they have position and they're moving into that funnel of fire in hallways. And uh, my hat's off to them. 
one of the interesting things about this one is there are, there were multiple shooters, and generally with a traditional active shooter incident, we right. came for the, you know, and in this one there are multiple shooters, um, and people can draw their own conclusions from that and their motives, which will eventually come out in the investigation. But they're yeah. training for multiple shooters that have a stronghold position that you have to assault. You know that takes it takes training, it takes the, the commitment that you just mentioned to. Uh, so. When we train these guys for this, uh, you know, being involved in law enforcement for quite a long time, I was a police officer before we had the active shooter training. And it was always surround and call out, wait for SWAT, time is on our side. And those things have changed because our, our threat level has changed. The threat we are dealing with is changing. And we have to change our tactics, and we have. So active shooter response has become a tactic that's taught to law enforcement, even at the basic level. And then it's up to the individual agencies to train their officers to a higher level. And then some officers, as you mentioned, have to go out on their own and get training, and that just shows their level of commitment to their job. So when we're training, well, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to slide slice uh, say SPTPD. They do their own formal training, but I know on their own, in addition, these guys are serious. That that's what I'm and saying. And most officers do, right? Yeah, most officers do their own training as well, because just like you said, they're very serious about success. Right? They take the the, the role of protector very seriously. And you saw that, you know, yesterday. You saw the homicide. So what? So you say you're training. I guess we can't. You don't want to give a lot of tactics away. But what goes through the mindset? You're training for this. Um, this is kind of a new scene here in in America, anyway, um, for multiple shooters. You know, obviously this is more of a like a scene in Fallujah or Ramadi than it is in San Burning San Bernistan. Or now but, Paris. What? Or now Paris. Or Paris. Yeah. You know, these are these seem to be effects that. Geez, what's why do they always have in common? What is that? The black flag? Is that a pesticide or I don't know? There's some something in common with these guys. What the yeah. um, a la snack bar? What do they call that? I you know I I think they call it um, uh, tea party. They're all tea party members, right? They must be. Anyway, so, uh, you know, not dancing around it, they're all Islamic extremists and they're murderous SOBs. But overseas and in the war zones, you know, they've got multiple shooters and that's where they train. But that's not really a paradigm that uh, the U.S. police forces had to really deal with, has it, until today? Well, until today, there's, the, you know, terror came home today. It was, it was one of the headlines on the banners of a newspaper this morning, horror hits home. And uh, you're very true in what you said about uh, now that we're facing this threat. But the law enforcement's been training for this threat for years, and, and we knew it was coming. Uh, we can sit there and read the writing on the wall. Uh, the important thing for us as first responders is to, to get the proper training to the proper people, get the proper equipment, the proper life-saving tools, no matter how military they look and no matter how mean yeah. they look, they are life-saving tools. Hey, we needed them this week. Doug, can you hold on for one more segment with us? We need okay. to run to a commercial break here. But folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. You can see more about us on, on our Facebook page. But go to so, uh, Doug Martin's, a SoCal SWAT trainer. I'm here with Michael Slee, U.S. Warfighters, and we'll be right back after this. A message from Vince at Bullseye Sport. Bullseye Sport thanks the many families who have allowed us to provide them a firearm that helped them protect their home this past year. Before you shop for your personal protection firearm, I encourage you to come on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside and speak with me, Vince, the owner, or one of my many good people at the store. You will receive a welcome and an educational experience that will help you feel confident and comfortable in your firearm purchase. Bullseye Sport wishes you and your family a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, 
and to have a safe holiday season. Give the gift of protection with a stocking stuffer or gift certificate in any amount from Bullseye Sport. Use your AM590 mobile app to enter to win a bucket of bullets, 1,400 rounds of 22 ammunition. Download it for Apple or Droid and click on the Bullseye ad to enter. No purchase necessary. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Shows. This is Philip Naiman. You can find out more on our Facebook page at uh, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out Michael Slee on his at U.S. Warfighters on Facebook. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about what happened here in our homeland, our homeland, our backyard, our you know, San Bernardino stand, this, this little city here that we make fun of all the time because it is underfunded and uh, high in crime. Well, this, this was an absolute tragedy that happened here in this city uh, by cowards, cowards and cowards. They chose an unarmed populace. County employees, I think at any county function, you're probably not allowed to carry a firearm. No, nope, not in that building. I'd imagine that's in your, uh, in your code of yeah, conduct. Not in that building, no. Nope. So he would know that. Um, he'd worked there for five years, comes in, checks the place out. There's no armed security. Okay. It makes all the coward criteria. I can go kill people now. It makes perfect sense. And the whole idea behind terrorism is to strike fear and the single, the, the, the under soft belly of it is go to the ugliest place you can to hurt the yeah. American people. So a Christmas party. Yeah. Christmas party. Well, of, of, and I have a personal relationship with that building. You know, my son has special needs, and his caseworker works there. We still haven't been able to get a hold of her. We believe she was at that. Well, I take that back. She's she in the building. In the building, right? Um, but the point being, that strikes home differently than just going to a rock concert in Paris and shooting up a bunch of young people. If you're going to strike terror, go to this kind of place where special needs people, a special kind of place that they have in our heart as Americans because we care and damage them. You know, and again, it's, it's the soft targets. They're not going to go and attack a gun show. They're not. They're not going to go to the West End Gun Club and yell al Akbar and stand in front of the firing range and say, bring it. They're not going to do those things. They're not stupid. They're just cowards. They're just lowly scumbag, maggot-infested cowards. 
If, uh, Dan, what other words can I still say on this radio station? <laughs> the producer's looking at me. I, anyway, but, you know, I've got Doug Martin on the phone here. Doug is calling in. From, he's a SoCal SWAT team leader. I don't want to say which state or which company he's with. He's also a trainer. He works for, for Surefire Defense, which is a great training system. Uh, Doug is on the line here. He trains first responders. And one of the things that they had to do, which we saw yesterday, and frankly, one of the things I was critical of when Redlands got it, was the MRAP. They've got this huge monster MRAP. I'm like, what the heck do you need this stuff for? You know, of course, at that time, Pete Aguilar, the congressman, was our mayor. I thought, well, he's just going to use it against <laughs> against good people. That's all. But uh, they definitely came in handy. I was wrong on that. They came in handy this uh, this week. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of equipment that you saw deployed there, Doug? Sure thing. They were using uh, the ones that we saw on the TV at the, at the shootout at the very end. Uh, those were Lenko Bearcats, which are a uh, civilian-manufactured um, armored vehicle. Yeah, I think the green one was. I think the green one was San Bernardino's. I've seen that one before. Yeah, Colton and Rialto. It looked like it said on the side. And then the other unique uh, piece of uh, armor that you saw was a little uh, like, like, looked like a little bobcat, uh, and that's an armored um, armored bulldozer basically. And that's the one you saw that allowed them to get up to the very window of the vehicle and open the vehicle safely from behind some cover and concealment, and then uh, pull the body of the second suspect out. So those are those are um, armored vehicles that are specialty purpose, and they are built for civilian law enforcement. So it's important that we understand that they, even though they're black and they're scary and, they, and they're big, they are still life-saving tools because those officers would not have been able to get as close to that vehicle as they did if they did not have that specialty equipment with them. Well, let's talk about this. In that, there was a gunfight that ensued there, okay? You had 23 officers who were in the, facil- in the scene who fired. Law enforcement dispatched 380 rounds into, you know, 380 rounds on target can't be wrong. So mm-hmm. law enforcement dispatches 380 rounds. They just Swiss cheese that entire vehicle. 76 rounds were fired from the bad guys at law enforcement. And, and seven, between 65 and 75 rounds were fired at the scene. Okay. So I think one of the things that if you were approaching in a crown victoria and you got 76 rifle bullets coming at you you know that's going to slow your progress down a bit having this armored vehicle allowed them to get in there while fire was incoming and dispatch the bad guys so it saved their lives i understand one officer was hit in the leg another was Mm -hmm. cut with something yeah shrapnel or something glass glass yeah so there was two officers were hurt, but they weren't killed. And 76 bullets come in your direction. That's, all, that's a lot of incoming fire. Yeah, you know, there's one other kind of online point to that, that in our state where they have uh, the mass cap, you know. Magazine uh, cap? Magazine cap. And, you know, you can ask every one of these political officials and ask them, go, well, how many bullets do you need when you get in a gunfight? Well, there's you, 380 there, here. Exactly. So when you're... Uh, one of the few that may have a carry uh, license and you've been restricted to only 10 rounds to defend yourself with and there's the bad guys, they don't pay attention to magazine capacities and they have 16 or 17. Okay, let's talk about what we we heard on the news uh, conference with uh, Mm -hmm. Chief Bergen this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chief Bergen of San Bernardino PD. Great guy. 65 to 75 rounds were fired at the scene, the first scene where the 14 people were killed and, and three pipe bound three pipe bombs they dropped four high cap magazines at the scene so there's four 30 round magazines on the ground i'm sorry what was that 30 30 round magazines 
It can't be. Those are illegal. Right. That can't happen. Those are illegal. Yeah. Now, I'm sure with all reloading that they used a bullet button. Right. Yeah, of course, they of didn't. course, they used a bullet button on that, and I'm sure they, you know, didn't modify it any other way. But the point is, these guys violated every single existing law we have. Not to mention the fact that somebody else, and this person's in a world of hurt. Somebody bought those rifles and gave them to this coward. He right. purchased the pistols legally, but the rifles were bought by somebody else. That my friend makes That's you an accessory to murder. Yep. You know, just like when uh, Eric Holder gave all those weapons to the Mexican cartels. He's an accessory to murder. Just that's exactly what happened here. They need to be held for that. And, you know, they found 12 pipe bombs. Um, one of the things that I heard and well, let me ask you, you this, Doug, you, you shoot, you shoot to maintain your proficiency as a SWAT instructor, but you probably also shoot recreationally, correct? Yes, sir. One of the things we heard from the news was it seemed like the... Uh, the reporters were falling over at this press conference saying, oh, he has 2,000 rounds of 9 millimeter. Oh, my God, that's an arsenal. How many rounds can they own? Why can they own that many? I could hear that coming up already, mm-hmm. which means that we're going to see it in the California legislature. Restriction. Yeah, a restriction on how many rounds you can own. How many rounds is, I mean, you could own 10,000 rounds. They fired 76. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not the number of rounds that you own that's the issue. It's what you're doing with them. It's the 70, if 76 rounds can cause all that carnage, it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 at the house. You know, how many, do you, do you feel that same way? Absolutely. I mean, do you look at that with the number of rounds? You can look at that with the weapon system they use. You can look at that with their training. It comes down to what's in their heart. What do they do with the tools at their disposal? You know, and evil people are always going to get a hold of weapons. They're always going to get a hold of ammunition because they don't abide by the laws. You know, so the only thing that's going to stop an evil person who is violent is a good person who is more skilled at violence. So the good people have to get the training. The good people have to get the tools to be able to defend themselves. You know, and these all well-meaning laws that make you feel good do nothing when it comes down to the actual battlefield that we're facing right now. Yeah, it's it's a good person standing up with the proper application of the correct amount of foot pounds uh, in Absolutely. the right direction that stops the bad guy. And, and you know, c- can you imagine? And this is what I want to speak to the people out here listening. Can you imagine if you had a CCW permit, okay, and you worked there, or you were just any place, or any place where uh, one of these uh, terrorist attacks happens, and you didn't have your weapon with you and somebody you knew or loved or yourself were injured and you knew you knew for the rest of your life you could have made a difference you could have legally made a difference in there right and and so you know it's it's important people need to realize and you train first responders in law enforcement but mr martin i i believe the first responder is the victim well i agree with you absolutely i agree with you absolutely Yesterday, the chief said his response there was four and a half minutes, and I think that's an excellent, excellent response time for the agency to an active shooter event. But that's still four and a half minutes that the bad guys had reign over that area of operation. And your point is very well taken, that if one person with a legally owned firearm, a CCW, a trained individual was at scene, he would have a very different outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, th- here's the point. Even if they don't get stop them, the point that you've... Taking them out of their them. game. You've taken them off their game, and now they're like, oh, i got to take cover. You have just stopped their momentum, and that's the same thing on the field of battle, in combat. Anytime you can return fire, you know, the, the, the key line, 
the best laid battle plans go right out the window once the first shot's fired. Well, once you return fire, their battle plan just changed. Absolutely. That's a good point. And, and that's the thing is we're, you know, we're encouraging people to get their CCWs, do things responsibly, be trained because, folks, you are the first responder. Doug, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm sorry it was such a terrible circumstance. Love to have you back on talk about Surefire and we'll have some fun things to talk about. But thank you for all you do. God bless you. And, folks, we'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of the Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and by Moppin Financial Advisors. Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Um, you know, we've just talked a little bit about, well, I've talked a lot actually, about what's gone on here in our little neck of the woods, the tragedy, the murderous, cowardly actions of two I don't know, they're not humans. Two subhumans that are now uh, rotting and uh, couldn't happen to better people, frankly. Uh, I just wish they would have died the day before they did this. Is, is that wrong? No. Am no. I, am I, does that make me bad? No, no, they need to be bad. Anyway, folks, you know, here's the second thing that I heard, that, uh, no, the first thing that I heard that just lit me off. Um, this president, this embarrassment in chief, he... Uh, we had people still en route in ambulances from this shooting to the hospitals to try and get their lives saved. And this Jack, e-boy, was politicizing this event. Immediately, he went to the call for gun control. Yeah, Immediately, surprise. he went to active shooter. It's a workplace. It's, you know, it's, it's Inland Empire. It's probably the Redlands Tea Party. I mean, actually, there was some, some guy in a morning show was talking about how this was reminiscent of the Tea Party activities. Yeah. What's even uglier than that, you talk about all these uh, liberal, political, politically incorrect folks. Geraldo Rivera tweeted within 20, 30 minutes about attacking the NRA behind this. Yeah, yeah. Using profanity, which, of course, we won't use here, but using profanity and accusing the NRA. Of course, I saw Geraldo Rivera packing a forty-five on his hip when he was searching for Osama bin Laden. Remember that, then that glory hole when he was out there trying to uh, get as much publicity for himself as possible? Yeah, running around with his forty-five on his hip. He's a clown. Yeah. He, he's a clown. And But the president of the United States supposed to be a dignified office, says the stuff that just falls out of his face, just, it sets my Tourette's off. And unfortunately, Dan here has got the mute button going, so you, you folks really don't know how badly this guy upsets me. But here he is in Paris, 
where 129 people have just been murdered by Islamic terrorists. Frankly, since the, since the IRA is out of business, aren't they all Islamic terrorists? If we Pretty say terrorists, don't you know what we're talking about? Yeah. So let's just let's save some, some oxygen here. Terrorists. Terrorists. You know who they are. Yeah. Um, you smell goat? Those guys. So, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about here. And you need to focus on that, that these are the terrorists. Within minutes... We have people en route to the hospital. We have law enforcement looking for the bad guys. The bad guys have made it out of the building, and they're out there trying to get more people hurt. He's politicizing this. Jackie's like, uh, Jackie Boy's like Geraldo Rivera, politicizing it. You know, what about Piers Morgan? Did he weigh in on every fool in the world? Seven celebrities were tweeting about how bad the guns are. Right. So let's just talk about this. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, gun control, we're California with some of the strictest uh, laws in place that controls only one group of people. And that's U.S. citizens of free choice that choose to obey the laws. And the people that don't choose to obey them are criminals and terrorists. And those people kill U.S. citizens. So where's the common sense in that? There isn't any. It's a knee-jerk, feel-good reaction. And I know where the new push is going to come. I could hear it in the press conference. The the uh, um, police chief said he had 2,500 rounds of 223 ammo. And I could hear a collective gasp of all the media people who didn't right. know a thing about it going, right. <gasps> Oh, there's not that much ammo in the entire military. Well, yeah. as we just heard with Doug Martin on the line, that's not an unusual amount of ammunition for somebody who is a is somebody who shoots a lot. So if you go to the range, you might fire a hundred or 200 rounds a day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, the person who buys their first gun and goes to the range, you know, they buy a hundred bullets or and 50. they go, yeah. And they go there and they shoot it within three minutes. And they go, Oh, I didn't buy enough. Well, if people like you and I who actually hone their skills and train, you go to a training class, on a two-day standard training class, and it'll have a minimum of seven to eight hundred nine mm or whatever your pistol uh, caliber is, and twelve to fifteen hundred, depending on what type of training, twelve to fifteen hundred of whatever rifle you're training with in a weekend. Yeah, that's so, one or two days. Yeah, and that's training. Now, if you're recreational shooting, I'll go to the range, and if I bring less than four hundred rounds for a two, three-hour just fun shoot. I'm 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 leaving disappointed. You're kind of bored. Yeah. So the number and and the point is the number of rounds somebody owns is not a problem. The number of firearms somebody owns is not a problem. Yeah, because we all only have two hands. You Just, can only shoot one at a time. Well, or two if you're in the movies. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> While you're riding on a horseback, standing uh, on one foot yeah, and spinning in your mouth, yeah. with two hands in, in a movie, you're good. Uh, in real life, you will never hit anything. But you can only shoot up to two pistols at a time or one rifle at a time. Uh, but you can only shoot one magazine full at a time. So to say that you shouldn't have 2,500 rounds or 2,000 rounds or 5,000 rounds or 20,000 rounds, I don't care. You bought it. Who knows when it's gonna, the price is going to go up because we have another restriction coming. That's why people buy five and 10,000 rounds at a time. Yeah, regulation drives that. Because we're getting ahead of our state legislators who are going to try and do everything they can to make this more difficult. Yeah, because the knee jerk is, I mean, 
is is in full force right now. Like you said, within minutes, it's the not a knee jerk. They're from Sacramento, so it's the sack jerk right. that uh, we have to to make sure that we're watching out for here. That's a there you co- go. Coin that term right here. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so you have to watch out for those guys for writing these things, and that's why people buy more than you currently need. And to go in and say, well, we need to register this ammunition, that does nothing. Nope. We used to have to register our ammunition back in the early seven or late seventies and early eighties when I worked at a gun store. You came in and wanted to buy thirty eight special, had to take your driver's license, write your name, date of birth, license number, how many rounds, what type you bought, what date. They never solved any crimes on that. Nope. Not at all. So it's not about where you bought the ammo or how much ammo you have. It's as your we just intent. heard from Doug Martin, SWAT commander, it's your intent. Yeah, it's what's in your heart. And people of free will. Americans don't have the hate and the intention to go out and kill innocents. Well, there, there are there are American criminals. There are, sure there there are American is. criminals. I mean, the right here. We're in the talking city. about we're talking about terrorist intent. Yeah, and those terrorist intent has no no respect or intention or belief or or attention to they light laws people, and regulations. They light people on fire while they're alive. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should have an arson control yeah. thing. Anyway, or maybe, you know, this probably wouldn't have happened. In all honesty, Jerry Brown was in Paris. Uh, your president, Barack Obama, was in Paris this last week. Um, had they been able to sign that climate treaty? Right. That we probably wouldn't have had this event happen yeah, this, this week yeah. because climate change will be over. The sea levels will begin to drop again. Yeah. And uh, they could go back to planting rice in their foreign country, wherever, you know, pot. Pakistan, um, a country that Barack Obama visited, actually. Well, U.S. citizens were not allowed to go there, if I remember correctly. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, You know what? I I do want to just make sure that we talk about when you hear this, and you will hear it, when you hear calls for restrictions on gun ownership, meaning how many you can have, or or ammunition ownership. Nobody needs 10,000 rounds. You know what? Because of people in the legislature, we need 10,000 rounds. 65 to... Let me recap what happened. 65 to 75 rounds were all that were fired that killed the 14 people. Okay? Not 2,500. Not 10,000. 65 to 75. So if you restrict somebody to only owning 100 rounds, guess what? 65 to 75 were fired. And that's probably the average number in any of these events. So it's not about what you own. It's what people use. They had pipe bombs. Well, why don't we make pipes illegal? There you go. They had pipe bombs attached to remote control cars. Now, sorry for my buddies at Evolution Sports, but probably need to make remote control cars illegal. Oh, yeah. Those are dangerous as hell. You've seen those lately. Well, it's an IUD on wheels. You can't, you IUD on wheels. <laughs> well, maybe an IED. Yeah. IUD on wheels. Yeah, we don't want to go there either. That's 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 a whole different yeah. show. Uh, again, seventy-six rounds were fired at the officers when they were confronted. Seventy-six rounds. They had fourteen hundred rounds on them or in their vehicle, mm-hmm. but they could only fire seventy-six at a time. So, do not fall for this restrictions. It's going to come. Realize that this is not the way it needs to go. Anyway, um, I invited Mike Slee on here from U.S. Warfighters on Facebook, U.S. Warfighters. I invited him on a week or so ago to talk about what he does and some of the great things that he's got promotional and coming up. But, you know, of course, with the news that happened this week, it's kind of taken, uh, kind of taken a back seat. But when we come back, 
I want to thank you for joining me on on the show and and giving us your insight for some of the things that you've been uh, in Afghanistan and everywhere else that you've you've traveled and done these these things. Let's talk about what you're doing now. Sure. So, folks, this is Philip Naiman. Check us out on FiringLineRadio.com, Fireline Radio Show on Facebook. And uh, you know what? We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. What is snack matter? What is snack matter? Hey, folks. Every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, the conversation revolves around firearms, hunting, or gun rights afforded all Americans under the Second Amendment Constitution. Our faithful companion in this battle to uphold our rights has been longtime sponsor Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Animals in Riverside. Vince and his team of experts are second to none in their knowledge and passion for all that Firing Line Radio Show stands for. So Riverside is where you need to go for Bullseye Sports. Give the gift of protection this holiday season with a gift certificate from Bullseye Sports. Especially if you're a first-time buyer, this is where you're going to want to go. If you go and download the AM590 mobile app, you'll get an opportunity to win 1,400 rounds of 22. And frankly, if you've been trying to get 22 ammunition, this is the easiest way to do it. So download the AM590 mobile app. Tell Vince we sent you. Merry Christmas. Happy, uh, hopefully you shop there on Black Friday, Black Rifle Friday. If not, you have another opportunity. So thank you, Vince, for all you do. Folks, what is snack matter? What is snack matter? <laughs> it's over there to the left, pal. Now don't bug me again. Okay, so... Folks, I got Michael Slee here. Michael Slee here from U.S. Warfighters. Find him on Facebook, U.S. Warfighters. And, uh, you know, I invited him on the show because we had a lot of things we want to talk about. So I'm going to kind of kick this over to you. You've, you have an agreement with Hex Mags. Now, I run Hex Mags, H-E-X Mags. I run them in my AR-15. Hex Mags makes great 10-round magazines. Um, they're polymer. They're uh, very, very rigid um, I run them all the time, uh, but you, you're working with Hex Mags on some new products yeah. and projects. Um, Hex Mags is a great little company. I uh, was able to meet uh, George Brown, the president, uh, a couple years ago when they first launched a company, and back then they were giving away 500 to 1,000 mags a year, uh, a week just trying to get people to pay attention to them, and now they're producing you know, 60 to 100,000 a month. Um, it's really taken off. And they've given me a great opportunity where now I'm, uh, they, you know, they have their four standard colors. They just came out with the new gray, but they have the standard black, OD green, and FDE. And they uh, come. Which stands for flat, dark earth. Yeah, flat, it's dark earth. A, a, tan, all sand. Of tan, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, that's their standard and they're, you know, going like hotcakes. Well, besides that, you know, 90%, 95% of all the black rifles out there are just that. They're black. Well, the subtle 
way to change up your rifle is change the mags, change the grip, change the stock within it, two accessories, minutes. Accessories matter. Yeah. Our, our wives have taught us this. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's the same thing for men with their rifles. And what we're doing is they've allowed us as a uh, hex mag supplier, um, we can, we're custom uh, Cerakoting in individual colors with uh, tungsten, uh, Cerakote tungsten and uh, the Cerakote uh, SIG dark gray. And you can get a set of the mags. Uh, the we're using right now Larue grips and Larue stock, the trigger stock. This actually is a very nice, nice grip. This uh, the Larue is a ergonomic grip. It's got yeah. a real nice palm swell right in the middle. Um, it's not obtrusive. I mean, it's a nice grip. Yeah, it's uh, it's ambidextrous. It's actually made for their sniper rifles, so you can fold down your thumb on the uh, main side of your grip uh, instead of wrapping around it. Uh, there's a you know. School of thought of, uh, you know, when you're shooting long distance, when you grip too tight that the thumb will actually pull you around by putting your thumb on the same side, which that grip allows you to do or makes it more comfortable to do. Um, it allows you just to have the direct pull of your trigger finger. I think you just cut your thumbs off so you don't have that problem. It, it, you know, that's a school of thought. You okay. know, you could go with that. But uh, what we're offering uh, and we'll be offering first to California exclusively and exclusively in the immediate listening area of, wait for it, Firing Line <laughs> Radio Show, um, this weekend is the Tungsten and Sig Gray Cerakote mags, uh, 10 rounders, of course, and you can option order the grip and stock. Um, so and this is an exclusive to Firing Line Radio Show, but this is for something, the whole point of this is, you'll be the only one in the world that has it. Yeah, you can accessorize. And actually, I got to see your, your sample rifle, which really was a nice-looking piece. And you've done some, some additional parts on it. But, you know, to have the grip uh, custom color and it's matching your magazine, I, I don't want to sound like we're matching our shoes and our curtains here, but <laughs> you know, this is kind of a nice way to customize your gun, right? So you can change out. You're doing buttstocks. You're doing four-end four end pieces. Yeah, the four-end grip also. Four-end grips. and But the magazines. Now, what's nice with the magazine is you could get some... Um, tungsten's more of a, a lighter silvery color. Mm -hmm. The SIG gray is a nice flat gray, right? Oh, yeah. It looks fantastic yeah. just on a standard black rifle because here it is. You, you know, a lot of people, are they go out and they buy this rifle and they're afraid to step out there and start changing it up and changing up the colors because you're committed to it. Well, for less than 80, 90 bucks... And a screwdriver, you can change your hand grip, you can change your stock, and put a new mag in it, and you've completely changed the complex, the um, look of your rifle in, in less than two minutes. And you know, make sure you go to uh, uh, either Fire and Line Radio Show uh, Facebook or U.S. Warfighters Facebook, and you can see plenty of pictures and video of exactly what I'm talking about. It's simple, it's easy, it's fast, it's inexpensive. And it's a great gift. And besides that, you'll get ahead of all the uh, state legislators who want to ban black rifles because, well, they didn't ban ba black and silver rifles. So we're, no, we're no, staying. they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, they, you know, black rifles matter. Well, black and silver rifles, black and brown, flat, flat dark earth. But the, anyway, just teasing about that. But you are actually putting a Cerakote on these parts. Yeah, it's Cerakoted, and that's the whole point. You know, there's two types of uh, the best finishes that you'll put on a rifle, of course, is the standard anodized, just because it's so cheap and, and fast and easy for metal parts. But uh, Cerakote is a, um, a ceramic base 
uh, that's actually baked on. And that's what we're doing uh, with these mags. And the other really unique thing that we're offering, and of course, again, only people in Southern California will get the option on this first, is if you're familiar with the new Daniel Defense Milspec Plus Brown, well, they're released an entire rifle with that, and it's a custom patented Cerakote. Well, we went out and figured out if they were smart enough to make a new stock, a new grip, and a new foregrip, and they're, they look good. Uh, they come in black, brown, and gray, and they have a, a rubber black inlay with each color. Well, they didn't make a mag. Well, guess what? We're offering a brown Cerakote mag that matches the Daniel Defense Millspec Plus brown. You know what's what's nice about that? Again, people get the idea that a black rifle is an assault rifle, right? right. We've seen this, you know, Diane Feinstein or Kevin DeLeon, Kevin Beebe's DeLeon, any of these pinheads, Gavin Newsom, you know, oh, it's it looks military. Well, you know what? Here's a way to change the appearance on that. So you have your exact same rifle, mm-hmm. but now you've accessorized. Yeah. But, you know, I don't mean to make fun of, of this, but you've changed the entire appearance on it. Oh, yeah. It's the exact same rifle, but these people have it in their head that a black rifle is a bad rifle. Right. You know, you, you, here's a, the classic. Every single man and woman with your first car, what did you do? You wanted to accessorize it. Most people, the standard thing that people do with a new car their first car, you put mags and wheels on it and a new stereo. I just changed the air freshener. That's kind of cheap. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's Philip Naiman. I know you. <laughs> Drive the same truck, and that's all there is to it. Put air in the tires. Sometimes the, sim- the simple point of it is, is everybody wants to accessorize. Well, you know, in the black rifle industry, it's the same thing. People, you know, want to accessorize. Well, the simplest thing, you don't have to be a gunsmith. You don't have to have any skills all you have to do is be able to operate a screwdriver to remove the grip put your grip back on the mags you just put bullets in it and the stock you just release the uh um, uh, spring in it and pull it off the end and slide the new one on and you've completely changed the look of your black rifle and it does not look as menacing to your point but so there your functions go. the same. It, they look nice, and it's going to be the conversation piece when you show up on the range, or you show up at your buddies out there in the desert or someplace. While we can still go there, um, you know, it's going to be the piece. They're going to want it, so you got to get it first. How do they do that? Yeah, it's real simple. U.S. Warfighters on Facebook and Fire and Line Radio Show on Facebook. We'll be posting these immediately. Um, we're also going to give away uh, to the first listener this weekend. Phil pick somebody. Um, and we'll give away three tungsten uh, hex mags, and you know we'll just go and we'll talk about it more. But so, so I've before we've got three magazines to give away, then you do, you do. Three. Before before we get out of here, I want to make sure that you know, from myself and from my family and for everybody around, our hearts and prayers go out to the uh, families uh, right. that were involved in this, and uh, to all the brave officers that uh, defended our nation. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, folks, Firing Line Radio Show, if you want an opportunity to win some of these hex mags, subscribe to the podcast. Go to firinglineradio.com, subscribe to the podcast. That is who I picked the, the lucky winners. And if you whine about it, uh, you won't win anything. So that's just the way it's going to be. And again, I want to double Mike's 
likes to comment on that. But this is a, a sad week we've had here with heroic activity by our law enforcement. Hats off San Bernardino PD, Fontana, Rialto, Colton, Redlands, um, San Bernardino Sheriff's, even the CHP. Congratulations, guys. You did an excellent job out there. And thank you for protecting us. Folks, find out more at FiringLineRadio.com. We'll have more updates on our website and on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. Have a great weekend, and hopefully you'll win a magazine. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.